Welcome back to Open to Truth, a podcast all about exploring big ideas and discovering truth together. My name's Clint. Hello, I'm Tony. Welcome back. And as you can see, we are in a different arena, a rustic cabin. We've decided to take a couple days as a retreat, kind of get away from the hustle and bustle, mm -hmm. unwind, reconfigure. It's been great. It's been good. Yeah, we're out of here in the boondocks of Ohio. Yep. Who knows where, Ohio, somewhere in the mountains. But I don't think if we screamed, nobody could hear us. No. Yeah. Yeah. Rented a secluded cabin. Tony just celebrated his 30th birthday. It's true. I have so it's time 30. to do something special. Yep. Um, a lot of good conversations so far. It's been good. We figured we'd record at least one and yeah. see what you guys think. Cause we've, we've had plenty to talk about. So. Not our normal setup. So it'll just be unedited. Yep. Straight up. Raw. Raw and uncut. <laughs> All right. So what are we talking about? So, well, maybe a good way to launch into it is um, just being out away from the hustle and bustle mm. causes one to think a little bit about what's most important in life. What is it that you're trying to do in the world? Mm -hmm. What is, what's the good that you yeah, actually definitely bring? Just even hitting 30 is made me just take stock of all of that. Yeah. Same again. Am I aiming at the right things in life? I, I think this is true of everybody. Maybe it's not. It's at least true of me. I want it to be able to be said of me he was a good man, <laughs> you know, <laughs> or like he valued on the tombstone. Just yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or like he valued the right things. I want to give my time and attention and energy to the right things. And I have found myself, um, maybe a little stuck or paralyzed by the idea of doing the most good I can. Like, okay. What's the most good I can do? Just even that question. When I ask it to myself, it seems it seems like I'm clearly falling short of that every day. The you, most good I could do. Are you painting that as your overarching life goal? Your mission statement? It doesn't seem the like The mission statement of Tony is do the most good in the world. But it doesn't... Well, I'm not sure. I'm considering adopting that because I can't, I can't think of a better mission statement. Mm -hmm. Do the most good. What could be better to aim at than that? Right. Um, but when I look at the way I'm living, there's ways that I spend my time and my resources that I just, there's some good that's coming from it, mm -hmm. but I don't know how much good. For example, for my 30th birthday, I just got an Oculus Quest too. Great little, it's essentially a toy though. Yeah, yeah. It's a $300 entertainment system. Virtual reality. Virtual reality headset. It's fun. We've been doing it's brilliant. some games. Oh, yeah. great. Fantastic. And so it's good. We came away to a cabin. Yeah, to have <laughs> to, to, more to space enter hyperspace. <laughs> <laughs> so it is at least a little bit good to use the headset. I've gotten some fun out of it. You've had some fun with it. Mm -hmm. That's good. Was is it, it the most good I could have done with the three hundred dollars? Mm -hmm. Seems unlikely. Why do you feel like the most good you could do sh should enter the equation at all morally? Like, what's what's driving that notion? Why set the bar so high, you mean? Or just anything about, like, why pick that out of the ether of, it could be any... Things to aim at? Yeah. Like, um, I could aim what's the most bad I could do. Or respecting all of the rights of people mm -hmm. or fulfilling the duties that I have. But you, there's this, you framed it in a certain way. Yeah, good. Well... Becoming the virtuous man. Yeah. He, he was a good man, you said. Yeah. Yeah, I do want that to be okay. who and I Maybe they all are kind am. of... 
clustering around. I just, I feel the pangs, the moral pangs of conscience as I go throughout my day. And I think, I think I ought not ignore those. I should pay attention to those. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes I do ignore them. But even when I try to pay attention and think, okay, there is this good that I'm aiming at, um, pinning that down actually proves pretty difficult when when it r the rubber meets the road and I have to act in life. It's yeah. not clear what is always the best thing for me to do. So why am I aiming at that? So let's, let's make it a little more concrete. There was a, the discussion maybe like a month or so ago, Sam Harris had on this guy, uh, Will McCaskill, yeah. who I believe is either the founder or is on the board of this organization called Give Well. And its whole mission is to find the top 10 or so charities that are bang for your buck, the most good in the world is being done if you gave to that thing. Right. And so some number one or uh, top ticket items on there are bed nets for people in sub-Saharan Africa to not get bit by mosquitoes and get malaria. Right. Bang for your buck you'll get the highest quality of life increase you'll in reduce, the world. Reduce the most suffering. For, dollar for your dollar. Yeah, dollar right. for dollar. Uh, malaria pills and just different. Yep. And it's all, a, a lot of them are focused on malaria and other horrible diseases yeah. throughout the world. And um, I spend very little time thinking about malaria. Like I, I barely think about malaria. Yeah. I've thought about it. I could probably count on one hand. Mm. The amount of times I've sat down and thought about malaria. So at least from their perspective, you might argue it, sh it should be on the list of things that are most good to do is mm -hmm. give money to the Bednet Foundation. Right. But, okay, so that's at least one idea. I think my issue with it, though, after having... I encourage everyone to go listen to that episode of his mm -hmm. and you know think through it for yourself... One issue I had with it, though, is it can't be the case that everyone should be giving all of their money to bed nets or like their right. disposable income. So, yeah, no one's saying like you need to go destitute and sell your house and never eat in order to give to bed nets. Like take care of your your yeah. necessities. And but, yeah, maybe a thing like an Oculus Rift or even renting a cabin. You don't need to do that. And mm -hmm. you should instead give it to bed nets. Because yeah. more human flourishing can happen through that. Yeah. That's, or, that's well, the claim, right? Yes. I, but I think the other part of that claim is that there is an, there's this weird problem of distance or proximity. Mm -hmm. Like if there was a kid in my backyard who was getting attacked by mosquitoes and I or could, starving or starving or sick or something, like I would feel completely compelled to help that kid. Mm-hmm. You'd be a moral monster not to. To ignore him and let him just suffer out there, yeah. Um, but there are kids suffering like that. I just don't see them. I'm not close to them. Mm -hmm. And so there's a huge sort of psychological disconnect between the 300 I spend on a Oculus Quest mm -hmm. and the kids who are starving who would enjoy not starving. So Yeah, uh, um, that's powerful. Yeah, that is powerful. And that's what's causing you restlessness. It is. Because I, I recognize that how I feel about a situation isn't necessarily the best guide to mm -hmm. what the right thing is to do. But like you said, I don't... There's something... 
I resist the notion that I should get rid of everything I have and become homeless or something and just give away everything. Yeah, yeah. And I don't think that's just selfishness. Like for me to have a house, raise a family, work a job and keep working a job and build more income actually allows me to do more good, you know, by keeping a job mm-hmm. than if I was to just give all my money away. That would be right. not sustainable. So let's, let's kind of break this down and see. Cause I'm confused. That, Help th- me. Here, here's the... Um, I don't even know if necessarily Sam and, and Will were arguing this, but let's at least put the view forward that aside from just having, let's say you, let's say you're morally justified in having shelter mm-hmm. and 2,000 calories a day and proper bedding, like you can sleep a full eight, some basic, you can, you can clean up, you have some running water, but that's it. Yep. And no extras. Really everything else should be going to help the effectively starving children in your backyard with globalization and the internet you can find out about all these cases we know about them it's not it's not that hard for us to go attend to that situation it's a financial issue Mm -hmm. if only we had more dollars to put toward it i Mm -hmm. guess is the claim yeah um okay so is that should i adopt that ethic well well first one thing to think about is Anytime, I think this is true, anytime I deploy my resources, there's a good chance that some good will come from it or some bad. Say Just, more about that. Okay. Well, we rented this cabin. So I spent a certain amount of money doing that out of my disposable income. I didn't take away from my family's needs. And that went to the owners of this cabin Mm -hmm. who are listed on the little sheet. They seem like a nice old couple that own it. Mm -hmm. And some, some good will be done in the world by that, them using that money, maybe to favor some other business or Mm -hmm. to leave. It's part of the inheritance that they leave behind to their grandkids. Um, Right. So you haven't just squandered $300. Right. Money represents value in some way. And it's, changing hands and it's really complicated how an economy works but it's not like i literally lit the cash on fire instead of giving it yes. to the bed nets like right. some good was done in the world gave it to someone else yeah yeah or or ill i don't know i mean yeah. maybe that person used the the money for to buy a weapon and murder someone yeah yeah we who, don't know who knows yeah but for the most part it's typically being used in lawful fine upstanding ways yeah. and so it's not it doesn't have the moral value of zero yeah. to have just engaged in a, a free exchange of goods and, and resources. But should you, should you feel guilt? Is it, is it the best thing you could do? Should we be aiming at the best? Um, yeah, man. Is it reasonable to aim at the best? And then how do you figure out what the best is? Because the other piece of this is... Um, it, what you said about, before a second ago, sorry, just what you yeah. said before, if everybody gave yes. all their money to bed nets, then we got a huge problem because there's other, there's, there's other needs that to be taken care of in our society here, things that mm-hmm. need to be done. There's innovation that needs to happen. And I think the world is yeah. a lot better, like the quali- average standard of living is a lot better now yeah. uh, worldwide than it was 50 years ago even. And the moment that you adopt the ethic that everyone ought to give to the best thing, which is the bed net, it now is not the best thing to give money to. 
Ooh. because that thing is now grossly overfunded. Yeah. If the world's resources went directly Straight only to, to bed, bed nets, nets and not to who knows, man, there's so many things we could hospital list beds, up. Uh, name it, even hospital be- uh, university endowments, yeah, right. uh, new streets, keep yep. the roads good. And, yeah. I mean, there's sewage maintenance. There's so yeah. much that you could medicine R and D. Yeah. It never ends untold amounts of things. So is the, so is the claim more like this is drastically underfunded compared mm-hmm. to the size, the scope of the problem. Consider giving to this. Yeah. <laughs> so if you're, if you're in the market for a charitable thing, this one does the most amount of good bang for your buck, right? As of now. Yeah. And I'm fine with that. But I, diminishing returns, more people that give to it. But we can't all do others. it. Yeah. 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 There's different how you put it earlier when we were just chatting in the woods was we have multiple plates spinning as, oh, yeah. as a civilization. Yeah. And having not having there be huge diseases like malaria is just one of the plates. Mm-hmm. There's what do we do if an asteroid is heading toward us? Yeah. And we need to figure out a space program and get people up there like Armageddon, Bruce yep. Willis to blow it apart so we don't <laughs> all get destroyed. Yeah. Suddenly the bed net problem doesn't matter at all problem in that yeah. scenario when yeah. it's actually happening. Right. And there's a host, like there's so many other things that we're all trying to do. And so I think that just for you personally and for me and for us listeners that low, that lessens the burden I think on you to feel like you, you have to give to the malaria bed net thing. Yeah. Now the nugget of truth that is interesting and maybe worth dwelling on is this idea that how 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 much empathy a particular cause provokes in you is not necessarily the best guide mm-hmm. for right action, which I think is what's so interesting. The interesting point that they make about this bed net thing is like that's not exciting. I just I don't find bed nets to be exciting. Yeah, Star- what's, an, what's an exciting one? I don't know. Starving children who need food and I'm giving them food or something or I don't know. Yeah, giving someone a home who doesn't have a home—that's a little more exciting than that's mm-hmm. bed net, something to cover their bed. Um, but I think there are ways that our instinct or intuition with empathy, yeah, is not the best guide for us. Or like an example they gave in the episode, which is really interesting. They have, there is a name for it, and it got a lot of uh, national press and from celebrities. It was some contraption to help generate water for the village, oh. but it was a merry-go-round. So the idea was as children are playing on the merry-go-round, it is like pumping the water so people don't have to travel all this way and carry stuff on their heads. Yeah. And so like that was a fun, exciting yeah. idea that yeah. someone came up with, and that's fun to give money to. Like, oh, man, I can help kids play and they get water for yeah. their village. That's awesome. Two birds. Well, it turns out, I mean, it's one of the big catastrophes of modern giving and that it was a total failure. The villagers hated it. It just sat there. Really? It wasn't really like when you think of a merry-go-round, it's effortless to kind of get it going. This thing required like an enormous <laughs> amount crank of, it up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and these poor kids can barely do it. So really they had like adult men just pushing it all day and it was, oh, a, it was a big disaster. Yeah. Um, but that just showcases again to your point empathy can be misleading yeah or like we've all encountered that situation of uh someone who happens to be homeless is on the street corner 
Yeah. And they're asking for money. Mm -hmm. They would like cash. Yes. Anything will help is usually what the sign says. And I disagree with the sign. Right. <laughs> I don't think giving you a $20 bill is going to do the, the most good for you. Say more about that. It could harm. Well, yes. Yeah, well, more. I just don't know the situation. Like, is this a drug addict or alcoholic that will immediately just go and fuel that thing that put them there in the first place. Right. And it's not, it's not good. Right. Uh, I've harmed them by You've enabling. Enabled. Yeah. Um, so it's just, and you can't know, even though your heartstring is tugged yes. as you see them standing there in the freezing cold asking mm -hmm. for money, but maybe the bet, the better thing you can do is, I don't know, sit them down for a meal and, Talk to them, buy them food, get to know them a bit, hear their story. The really hard work. Point but, them into yeah. resources that will really help. But mm -hmm. but it makes you feel like a good person to give them a 20 and walk away and be like, I did some charity today. Right. You know? Yeah. So, okay. How then... I liked what you said before about the, if, if the bed nets are the best thing you can give to, the moment everybody gives to them, it stops being the best thing. Mm -hmm. How then should we decide... Um, wh which good causes to give to and to what degree? Like, so I, I live here in America. I have we have what a three bread three bedroom house. We could get a bigger house, or we could not, and we could give some of that money away. And like, wh when is it okay to have nice things? And is it okay to have? At some point, do you have too nice of a thing, and that's actually wicked for you to own that mm -hmm. yacht or whatever it is? Um. And is it even reasonable to weigh the good that you get from taking your family on a yacht against the starving of the children? It seems like, again, the proximity thing, if these kids were starving in my backyard mm -hmm. and I could sell my yacht and feed them all, I'd be a monster if I didn't do that. You know, I'm just wondering. I'm so disconnected from that level of poverty, even though I've spent some time in India and I've seen it firsthand. It's been years. Here I am in first world America. And when everybody else's standard of living is pretty similar to yours, it's easy to feel like, no, I'm, I'm mm -hmm. on par. I'm not being overly greedy or whatever. But like you were just saying in the car the other day, you and I are wealthier than kings of the ancient yeah. world. You know, like our standard I can of do things is, that Solomon never dreamed of. Yeah. 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 Or even, you know, we've got these smartphones 50 years ago. Presidents didn't have smartphones in their pockets. Mm -hmm. So, man, I just... I want. I don't want to feel guilty about the way I'm living, but I'm concerned that I am living too much in luxury. So, how do we begin to unravel it? Yeah, how, man. What should be my guide? Here's a couple of thoughts, um, and well, you take them for what they're worth. I okay. don't know if they're morally convincing. Yeah. There's something about. I do want there to be, um, I want a place in this earth where an ideal of human civilization and society is playing out. So in, in the, the beatific vision, the ideal world, there's no wanting for anything. Like people have their needs met and you can go out and, and have a good time with your, spouse and your family and your kids and your community and you can go bowling and to movie theaters like i don't know just whatever it is that yeah. just a, a beautiful pleasurable fulfilling life 
And I like that that is like happening out in the world in a way. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. If that's the goal for <clears throat> all humanity to reach that point where we're like, we're flourishing as a species. Yeah. Yeah. Then it's not unreasonable to expect there to be a frontier or a front edge of that as humanity yeah. creeps towards it. It's, Some people will arrive there first. I, and this might, is that I right? apologize if this comes across as like, I don't know what the word would be, if it's xenophobic or belittling, but I... Oh boy, <laughs> what's about to come out of your mouth, mate? No, no, um, that I want the kind of... I We should destigmatize wealth. I want the people that are suffering from malaria, eventually, like maybe not this generation, we can't do it this time, but eventually, like every bring everyone along to this kind of wealth mm. where you're not... I am not wondering where my water will come from. Right. And that's a good thing and not to feel guilty about. That's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And like, what are we inviting them into in a sense? Like the other, for whatever reason that the country or that people group doesn't have as much, whatever historical injustices took place, they are not as far along economically, let's say. And that's sad. I want to help them, but what are we bringing them along into? If all of us were to just completely give away all the opulence, all what's left of that nation that you're inviting these third world countries into? Yeah. Like what? What would even? What would even? Are you really in a first world country at that point? And, and I'm saying everyone, mm-hmm. everyone in America, yeah. went down to bare necessities and gave it all away to folks around the world. And mm-hmm. just, we did this massive redistribution. I don't know. I just don't, that's not immediately obvious that that's the best world. And you do, so you, so my answer, a short way to put it is you need to do both at the same time and you can't do both as well as you could if you just focused on one, but we got to keep both going. Mm-hmm. So we, uh, we try to solve these systemic problems. Like, why is it that people need bed nets in the first place? Yeah. I don't need a bed net. Right. I just don't, I don't know all the facts about malaria and geography and all that. But for whatever reason, there are a ton of places in the world where you don't need a bed net. Mm-hmm. Or you're not worried about a gang of roaming, roving criminals coming and lopping off your arm right. and forcing you into servitude. So whatever it is about that country or culture that's led to that happening all the time. Let's think of ways to like change that and help the world along while at the same time, there are individuals right now suffering fates at the hand of these warlords and corrupt presidents of these, you know, sham governments. Um, and they need help in the meantime also. So it's both, it's both. And we need to, fix the root of the problem and put a bandaid or salve on the people suffering currently. But does that mean you totally strip away the things that are good and beautiful in life? Like it's part of a good and beautiful life to take some time away for a retreat. Yeah. And it sounds self justificatory as I say it, like there's a feeling like that that I'm just trying to rationalize whatever I end up doing is morally permissible. (laughs) Yeah. But I guess I do think that there is a place for this in a a good life. And Mm -hmm. I haven't been wicked by immediately sending it to solve a a problem overseas. Now, okay. I hear what you're saying. 
I worry that there's a line drawing problem somewhere. Okay. Because, um, okay, imagine that instead of this cabin, it was a cabin six times the size mm -hmm. for you and me. Just imagine the best cabin you can with all the amenities and, you know, whatever you want. Um, or think about the, I don't know, think about the pastors of churches who have friggin' huge houses and boats and all that. And there's something mm -hmm. about that that strikes us as, oh, the, there's some disconnect in value there about the possessions you have and how expensive those are and then the good that you could be doing for people with that. Um, like, is it permissible to, to get this sort of a cabin but not a really over-the-top cabin? Or is it is it dependent on the purchaser's net worth like it should be some appropriate ratio compared to how much my net worth is mm -hmm. is it possible to go into excess where now you are being immoral like you're spending this money on yourself when you really should be redirecting those funds and i don't claim to know where that line is but i'm wondering does it ever cross over into that territory do you think in into what territory where it's the opulence is unjustified or the it's I mean, excessive it does seem like it you know right? like they're it seems pretty easy to drum up a thought experiment where it's just too nice. You right. just don't, you shouldn't even have wanted that. Right. It's so nice. Yeah. Yeah. You know? yeah. yeah you <laughs> In should light be ashamed of this. that you wanted it. Right. <laughs> yeah. It is a line drawing problem. I don't know if like, I can like solve I that. I think about apologies if you're watching this and you've got one of these, but like, I don't know, an Apple watch, Apple watches are cool. Mm -hmm. A gold Apple watch. Like, okay. Gold plated. Do you need it? Does to that be, exist? Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Do you need it to be gold-plated? Oh, it makes me feel fancy. Okay. Well, mm -hmm. you know what? There's some kids who are feeling hungry. So maybe instead of you feeling fancy, they could feel satisfied. I don't know. But that, there's something about that that seems over the top. And I don't know that we're going to sit here and come up with like a, a maxim that's just going to work for everybody. Yeah. Maybe yeah. it is the sort of thing where you need to evaluate on your own, your own circumstances. Because all of our... All of our lives are so, you know, idiosyncratic and unique. We have very unique financial mm -hmm. situations. But if I also can't trust my feelings, yeah. Now, you know, now let me um, let me just pick apart real quick the example earlier that I was driving this of the starving child in my backyard. Mm -hmm. So just in that thought experiment, though, you have to be clear the the brunt of the responsibility lies on your your shoulders. Like the kid is in your yard. Yeah, you are. You do have this immediate access to 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 help the kid, whereas and I've seen him. Yeah, I've yeah. seen the kid. It is a little bit different. We're in a different situation than that. It's not morally analogous. I don't think. So, like the responsibility doesn't fall solely on you, right? I don't for think these kids over no, there. No, right? Like that. You just we need to be careful about the. Um, the metaphysics of morals or wh where do the rights and duties lie? So I get that you might say human beings have a natural right to life. And so if they are <clears throat> unduly being deprived of their life through not being able to access food, that maybe is a claim right against someone else. Okay. But is that someone else is, does Clinton bear the responsibility of all the claim rights of all the suffering of the world? Right. It doesn't seem so. Instead, it's rather that 
I think the more charitable way to put it is uh, that claim right is dispersed over the collective of those, the haves versus the have-nots. And then it's up to the haves to decide how we're going to solve that problem. And I bear whatever sliver of responsibility that I can help um, alleviate the suffering. Do you think that that degree of responsibility is proportionate to your degree of wealth like to those who have much much is required sort of a like those who have more should be expected to give more Mm. do you think like the responsibility falls more on jeff bezos to solve that problem than it falls on me to solve the problem is that what is that true do you think i don't know um I mean, yeah. I mean, you bring up the richest man in, tried the, to. in the world. It's the richest name I could come up with. Yeah. Um, and almost, I mean, there's a whole rabbit hole of what even that wealth means, but like what extra duties are required of you given that level of wealth. And it's, I don't know the whole ins and outs of his net worth. I don't proclaim to know, but I, I think part of it is just he owns a lot of shares of Amazon. Right. And the business of Amazon is worth that much. So it's not like Jeff can just give away $30 billion yeah. because that the worth of it is because Amazon's worth it. Mm-hmm. So when he divests his shares, someone else is buying it. The, right. the money is still like, you know what I yeah. mean? And uh, again, you have to factor in what good Amazon is doing in the world, Yeah, which seems like some, yeah. despite what you might say about their working conditions and mm-hmm. whatever else, having goods delivered readily yeah it seems good as well so yeah man so i don't know if there's a precise answer to when exactly to give or how much um i don't think it needs to be solely guided by empathy i think we showed why that can be misguided yes nor so it's not that nor is it everyone should be giving to the best cause meaning pound for pound or dollar for dollar yep the 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 best cause because of the different plates spinning. Um, it's not necessarily a flat rate either. I mean, we grew up in Christian circles where ten percent gets thrown around a lot, like give away at least. Mm-hmm. Usually, I say at least ten percent. Yeah, yeah. Of your income, maybe that's a helpful starting point. But how generous should one be? As as generous as one is able to be, maybe. That's a vague answer, you know? Because it seems like we're all able to give a little bit more. It does seem like I just no could, one, yeah. I could give just a bit more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I don't know if I've achieved much clarity. <laughs> so do you feel like... Yeah. Let's, drill, let's just try to help you a little bit more. Well, no, I've just... It's, it's dawning on me how complex it is, how unclear it is. So I don't. So what if you, um, I mean, what about that both and idea? I mean, you select some causes that you detect to be of great importance, some long-term, some short-term you're helping people in the now you're supporting causes that are affecting change at a higher level, different levels of analysis of problems. Mm Um, and yeah, I guess, Maybe the question is, instead of what's the most good you could do, what's the most good you should do? Yeah, that's better. 
I think that's really what I because I don't know if you should always do the thing that produces the most good units. Mm -hmm. To that, because if we all adopt, because ethics is that way, it's should be universally generalizable. Yeah, and if that ethic doesn't work for everybody, then it has to be only sometimes. Mm -hmm. So sometimes it's good to give to the thing that gives the most good units. Yeah, Um, if that's even the right framework to be talking about any of this like the yeah. consequentialist model mm-hmm. um, but there's other things that in this exact moment it's not going to bring out the most amount of good units yeah that's true mm-hmm. but maybe it will in the long term well, that's just that again the consequentialist issue of scope mm-hmm. most good units in what time span and we're in this annoying epistemic position of just not knowing which action will produce the most good mm-hmm. you know 2,000 years from now, 5,000 years from now. Now, I have a thought that I've wanted to say the whole time, but oh my I don't gosh. know if it's really... You've been sitting on it. I don't know if it's morally defensible, but it is <laughs> okay. a, it's a slight grievance I have. Okay. Uh, and it's something akin to like the prisoner's dilemma um, or maybe better, the tragedy of the commons that I don't like the feeling that maybe I would be exorbitantly giving while the rest of the people aren't. I would like to know that everyone was giving as much as me to help solve the problem. Mm-hmm. I don't think, I don't know if that should be a morally driving force. No, I think, but I notice it as a psychological yeah, reality. It would be more helpful if we had a, a cultural norm and maybe conversations like this help promote generosity. Mm-hmm. But if there was more of a norm that like everyone you ran into out in your daily life, there was just an understanding like, yeah, that dude probably gives a good chunk of change to yeah. causes. And then it didn't feel like I was uniquely sacrificing. Yeah. Because there's a sense that when we go through these uh, mental gymnastics of, oh man, should I have bought my Oculus thing or mm-hmm. rented the cabin? Well, part of that is like the part of the reason I think that I feel, you feel bummed out about it is because you know that a ton of other people are getting the Oculus. Yeah, right. And that, like, you have to make the heroic decision to self-sacrifice and opt out. Heroic decision, ah! dude. <laughs> to go without a VR headset. Such a hero. <laughs> yeah, sorry. It's, it's just, but I do know what you're saying. You don't want to feel like everyone else gets to enjoy this guilt-free, and here I am, mm-hmm. depriving myself of all of that and feeling like I'm solely bearing the weight of the world, you know? Yeah, yeah. Whereas if it was, I can imagine a society where you sort of assume everybody's giving a good chunk, you don't want to feel like the chump who's not contributing to the the cause that everybody else is. Yeah. Like if generosity was the norm and, and you were sort of, you'd be looked at strangely, I don't give anything. What? What's wrong with you? Right. Don't you know there's issues in this world that need help? Totally. Yeah, that would be different. Or uh, another thing that's frustrating is a lot of I would like to say without a lot of evidence but I just suspect, <laughs> I love this in my favorite I suspect that it's Please. true is that a bunch of the items on the give well website that we mentioned earlier the top 10 ways bang for uh, your buck ways to give that a lot of those problems are due to other bad actors there's, yeah. there's these corrupt governments out there that aren't providing mm-hmm. health care to their people and they like hoard all the tax money and don't actually provide any public goods for their people. And so, dude, okay, yeah, here's another huge wrinkle is 
to what extent does foreign aid just perpetuate the problem? If you do have some bozo tyrant, mm-hmm. and I think a lot of these little dinky countries have that, mm-hmm. and it's sad. Like, I wish it was different. But they, why would I start to build more hospitals when the UN or UNICEF They're just fly in? They're going to come in and handle and, that. Yeah. yeah. Now, I don't know what the answer is. Again, it might be both and. I don't know if you limit that and kind of crank them a little bit or you put on some tariffs or something in an indirect economic way to get people, other world leaders, to cooperate with the general project of human flourishing. Um, But part of me feels a little bit bummed out to, like, I work hard for the money that I get, and then it's just going over to this cause that doesn't look like it's really getting any better Mm -hmm. because some other jackass yeah. leader won't provide for their people it's, and so now it's on me to cover up. a band-aid on an open wound yeah yeah and i get like it's you have to, that's the both and thinking you have to hold both of those intention because somebody is starving there's an innocent really person under yeah. the governance of that corrupt leader that yeah. really needs the help so yeah we got to help them but then like man can we try to actually solve this problem mm-hmm. instead of dumping all of our money into bed nets yeah 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 it's interesting and, and, so, what, and what yeah. would that even look like? I, I'm not about to take up a career in politics, no. you know, and start affecting political change on the global scale. Are they, no. Is there ways I can give money to help with that? I don't know. You can give to campaigns. See, that feels so vague. But Where's that, that money going? But that seems like it, it does. See, that one would make me even mo- less that's emotionally less, ex- yeah, I'd that's be less more excited sexy to than give the to the bandit. Right? Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> that's right. What's a man to do? Well, and what are we exactly asking? What should you do with your next paycheck? What? Uh, what's the most good I should do? Is that what we settled on? Yeah, I guess so, if that's helpful at all. Uh, we've reframed the question, but we haven't answered it. <laughs> so, <laughs> moderately helpful. <laughs> and, and also another, maybe just to add more complexity, mm. is so we've been talking a lot about consequentialist ethic and goods versus bads and maximizing good. But then maybe there's this other way of thinking, which is more like duty or rights based. And you have adopted, you've made choices in the past that now generate responsibilities that you have now. So you need to be, and maybe not choices, some were just given to you. Mm -hmm. It seems like you have a duty to be a good brother, Mm -hmm. a good son, Mm -hmm. a good husband, Mm -hmm. a good dad Mm -hmm. uh, to future kids. And, um, or a good neighbor to people in your mm-hmm. community. And so now you're also having to play with those in comparison to my duty to help my neighbor across the ocean. And here are all these competing things. And it doesn't, it's not obvious necessarily that the duty to aid the neighbor across the seas automatically trumps these other ones mm-hmm. because the situation's more dire. And in fact, because of the distance. Um, and maybe that you only share a sliver of the responsibility. We all have that collectively. No one else in Medina, Ohio, bears more or less responsibility for the person in Rwanda than you. Right. Um, But you uniquely have this responsibility to those neighbors around you Mm -hmm. and to the people in your household. Yeah. And so what does it mean for me to be a good father? I mean, I could spend 
I mean, instead of the Oculus thing, I could go and get a $300 art easel for my daughter to learn how to be a good artist. Yeah. I mean, and that could produce a lot of good in the world. Who knows? Yeah. On that metric of the goods. Yep. Um, Hmm. I'm not sure. There's a reason that philosophy has been a thing for a while because these are <laughs> these are uh, eternal uh, issues. <laughs> I don't think they're unanswerable, but now at least from the maybe just to wrap up uh, the Christian ethic. Yeah, I think in some ways is there's this uh, God is real and manifests God's self in reality, perhaps through the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And the Holy Spirit can commune with my conscience and ping it in some way to let me know things that I ought to be doing. Mm -hmm. Uh, I felt like I had this happen the other day. I was in Speedway. I rarely think this, but I just so happened to have this thought, uh, you should buy the stuff from the guy for the guy behind you in line. Really? Now I disobeyed. I didn't do it. <laughs> I, okay. I didn't follow that prompting. Yeah, but, but you, I know that I was you, so. You heard the prompting and you said, no, Lord. No, thanks, Lord. Saving up for an Oculus. I got, no, well, I, got emba- <laughs> I got a little bit embarrassed and I didn't want to do it. Yeah. But I felt. You didn't want it to come across as pity or something? Or, yeah, 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 a little bit. And anyway. Excuse me, sir. You don't look like you can afford those. Can I help you? But I did feel this weird prompting and at least where my worldview's at right now, I would attribute that to the Holy Spirit's mm-hmm. guiding. And maybe that's, I think if I had to give an answer to your question, it would be along those lines of let's go to the God of the universe who has a lot more access to information than we do and listen, spend a lot of time listening, develop a life where you listen in prayer. And I think your conscience will highlight things for you of what, how you should deploy your resources. Yeah. Do you hate that? I don't hate it. I, practically, that feels pretty similar to me to leaning on my empathy dry, my empathy button. Like mm-hmm. when I feel the pang, pay attention to that. I mean, if I'm being but honest, from how you're talking me. about it, maybe you've experienced a pang to give to some bed nets. Yeah, <laughs> yeah maybe. <laughs> and maybe that's really. what I'm wrestling with is will I obey? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it could be. But I don't know what other guide there is. I mean... I reject, I think I reject the I think <laughs> the offering from Sam and Will that you ought to, you ought to be giving to these top 10. Mm. And if you give to something else, you're not doing as much good in the world. Mm-hmm. I get that my dollar in that moment would do the most good bang for bang for buck. I, mm-hmm. I get that. Yeah. But it, I think I even acknowledge it in the episode because of that problem of consequentialism of scope of when do I cut off the boundary line for assessing how much good came of it. Um, yeah, there's a host of other things to give my attention toward. And so I'm going to be thoughtful just, just like in how you do a budget. Like you spend some of your money on food and shelter and you can divvy up your charitable giving in that way too, and address Mm -hmm. a bunch of different causes. And yeah. Um, what about one last thought, maybe? Okay. In maybe where paying attention to empathy can be useful is that cultivating that sort of compassion for others and a spirit of generosity 
may lead to greater generosity over a lifetime. You know, mm-hmm. choosing something that is quote unquote a little sexier to give to may result in you giving more than than you would give to an an unsexy cause. And I get that there's this you should give to some unsexy causes, but in terms of what I actually would do as a human that is dealing with emotions and often acting a lot mm-hmm. from my emotions, maybe it's not such a bad thing to um cultivate empathy or allow it like i don't think the answer is just ignore empathy completely because it can't be trusted there's some nugget of a draw to do good in me you know what so something my dad has done for a while i think i think this is true i remember him saying this that each year uh he and my stepmom sit down and look at a way like how can we stretch ourselves to be more generous Mm -hmm. so each year on year they're giving a higher percentage of their income. And so I just, I would say like to you struggling with this right now or a listener, this is just like a starting place for conversation, maybe for what to give generously to. I don't think we need to walk out here feeling like the guilt of the world and the world's suffering. Mm -hmm. Find a place like, even if you are a consequentialist and you're giving nothing, start today, give a little bit of something. And then that next year, figure out, is there a way I can give a little bit more? Could I increase that? Yeah. And just, that's a good posture to have, I think. Yeah. It's not a bad posture to have. Yeah. Yeah. So are you doing the absolute most good you can do? Well, honestly, I, I think that's an unknowable mm-hmm. thing and thus a bad life ethic. So I reject mm-hmm. it. And now we're in the gray area of what consequences lead ensue from what actions Mm -hmm. and I'm going to give to causes that align with my worldview and make sense and produce good in the world. Mm -hmm. And I'll, I guess I'm playing roulette with how much good comes from it. Right. But I have a reasonable suspicion that a a good deal will. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think that's where I'm at with it. As we sit here in this cabin out in the woods by a dwindling fire. Yep. That's good, man. Well, thanks for that. Yeah. And thank you. Thanks for listening, joining us for this special Open a Truth edition. If you have any sharp criticism... By all means. (laughs) Please. Uh, Or if you have an answer to this question of how much and how often what you should be giving to... How how do you decide? Yeah. I'd like to know. You can write in to mailbag at opentotruth.com. Or reach us at... Oh, yeah. Mailbag at opentotruth.com. You can also visit the website, opentotruth.com, and there's a contact form there right. if you want to do that. Subscribe if you're watching on YouTube. Sure. Tell a friend. Yeah. Yeah. Alrighty. All right. We'll see you next time. Stay curious. See ya. See ya.